thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel and Eduardo, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Labor 9. Killing the Stymphalian Birds Within the place of peace the teacher stood and spoke to Hercules. O son of God, who art also a son of man, the teacher said, the time has come to tread another way. At gate the ninth you stand, pass through and find the marsh of Stymphalus, where dwell the birds that havoc wreck. Discover, then, the way to flush them from their long, secure abode. He paused a moment. The flame that gleams beyond the mine reveals direction sure, he added. The task awaits. Through gate the ninth, you now must go. Forward, then, went Hercules, the son of man, who was also the son of God. For long he searched until he came to Stymphalus. Before him lay the fetid marsh. A multitude of birds cawed raucously, a chorus menacing and dissonant, and he approached. At nearer view he saw the birds. Large and fierce and hideous they were. Each had an iron beak that was sharpened like a sword. The feathers, too, seemed like steel, shafts and falling, could cleave and twain the pates of weary travelers. Their talons matched their beaks in sharpness and in strength. Three birds, perceiving Hercules, swooped down upon him. He stood his ground and warded off attacks with the heavy club he bore. One bird he struck resoundingly upon the back. Two feathers plummeted to earth and quivered as they plunged in yielding ground. At length the birds withdrew. Before the marsh stood Hercules and pondered how he might achieve the task assigned, how rid the place of these predacious birds. By many means he sought to find a way. At first he tried to kill them with a quiverful of arrows. The few he slew were but a fraction of many that remained. They rose in clouds so thick they hid the sun. He thought of setting traps within the marsh. Nor boat nor human feet could traverse the bog. Hercules paused. The words he then recalled of counsel given. The flame that gleams beyond the mind reveals direction, sure. Reflecting long, a method came to mind. Two symbols had he, large and brazen, that gave forth an unearthly screeching sound, a sound so piercing and so harsh it could affright the dead. To Hercules himself, the sound was so intolerable, he covered both his ears with pads. At twilight, when the marsh was dense with countless birds, Hercules returned. The symbols then he sharply clashed again and yet again. A clangor of a din so strident then ensued that he himself could scarce endure the sound. Such ear-assaulting dissonance had not been heard in Stephalus before. Bewildered and disturbed by such monstrous noise, the predatory birds rose in the air with widely flapping brazen wings and screeched in hoarse dismay. Utterly confused, the vast cloud of birds fled in frantic haste, never to return. Silence spread across the marsh. The horrid birds had disappeared. The soft gleam of a westerning sun was seen as it flickered on the darkening landscape. When Hercules returned, the teacher greeted him. The birds of slaughter have been driven off. The labor is achieved. Cool. I see it now. All right. Well, again, very exciting, man. Sweet, sweet. Um, welcome to the Myself Podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. And I am Eduardo. And uh, exciting, man. It's so exciting to share the space with you right now and to jump into this discussion on Sagittarius. And I know that there's been a lot of individuals reaching out um, you know, asking when we're going to go ahead and, and start this discussion. And here we are, you know, there's been a lot going on in the last uh, week or two, a lot of moving parts. 
But uh, nonetheless, uh, we've both been, uh, I'm assuming, you know, reading in and out of this whole labor and also the understanding of Sagittarius and the deeper meaning behind it. And for me, it's also very exciting just because it's my opposite sign. And so I've always been sort of curious about Sagittarius. There's so many things that um, resonate with the sign with me um, personally. And so I'll do my best to... um, you know, keep it all in perspective, but also make sure that I have it um, well spread out for the next few episodes that we're going to break it down. And so, um, yeah, let's go ahead and, and, and get started. You know, the, the labor, as we've already heard, uh, is short and to the point, but I think we know exactly why, and I think Hercules does as well. And so away we go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and this ninth labor is is such an important time on the journey because we've we've now slain the serpent of illusion and there's now this new clear path and this understanding that is presented that is internally manifesting itself it's burning within itself and there's this understanding and this connection to this of like following this guiding light and that's what we're going to start to see hercules start to instill it's really the application of all of the lessons that have preceded the beginning of this finer dance with fire, which is so important because this fire is so needed because the days are getting shorter, the night is getting darker. So we need this fire to last through the winter because the winter is going to get cold. This is our last time for warmth, but this fire is much different than the Aries hay fire, that combustion, that explosion. It's much different than that Leo midday sun right above our head, constant flame. This is this is the this is the little heat that's kept on the coals to keep you alive by the campfire at night. This is the the passing of the eternal fire, which keeps us warm when everything else dies. And this is what this is what Hercules is starting to really encompass into his not only his understanding, but his unfoldment and his actions. And that's really what's going to be exciting. And it's also why we kind of just jumped into the action on this episode. You know, even how we kind of turned it up where we're like, hey, let's not just introduce it and then go into it. This is a short one. You just suggested that. Let's just kind of run into that. And right away, we see a a synchronicity of the idea of just like taking it on and really living it is what we're going to kind of see. Because even the teacher when he's speaking to Hercules is we're starting to see that the teacher is Hercules because he sees the light in himself. So he knows Hercules has the light on his journey. We're starting to see that there's a separate, there's not the separation that we perceived of the teacher and the student. The student is the teacher, you know, and as we've kind of gone through this whole Zodiac wheel, we're starting to learn that it's, it's always us just with a different mask on. In the first house, we had the mask that was ruled by Aries with the first labor. In the second house, we had the mask of Taurus. But as we get around to Sagittarius and we make our way to complete the circle, we're going to see that we were behind the mask the whole time. It was always us. It was this higher self. The teacher was the student, and the student was the teacher. And it's this process of internal unfoldment. Well, we're seeing this internal light of illumination and you know the the spiritual energy that pushes everything forward in their evolution, um, and we're tapping into it. And Hercules is starting to be guided by it, and it's it's an exciting time for each and every one of us on the journey when we reach this point. And that is a wrap. <laughs> uh, well said, man. I mean, hey. dude, I I couldn't have said it better. I think that uh, what, what were you about to say? Sorry. No, no, man. It's just, it's, it's a, we have to be excited at Sagittarius because we just got through Scorpio and we're about to get into Capricorn. So this is like Sagittarius is the time of excitement. You're putting air into the hot air balloon. You're, you're, you're stacking up the wood for the winter. Like this is, this is a, this is the, the feast before the adventure and before the big battle where the soldiers are like eating, getting fat, getting full on drunk, you know, they're getting drunk and all these things. It's, it's this expansion period before um, the ultimate, which is coming, you know, with the 12th labor. And so this is really this, it's taking the next, like the step to the next level octave. And um, yeah, so it's an, it's an exciting thing to kind of be, but the story has so much into it. So we'll kind of just jump into the story and we'll, um, we'll kind of keep rolling from there. 
Yeah, no, and I love even your energy right now, just in the way you're speaking. There's this optimism that comes with Sagittarius because there's this idea that, you know, you already passed through this this intense, um, you know, transmutation through Scorpio and understanding, you know, where there's this divide. You know, you have this this divide that you even see in the chakras where the higher self above and then the animal self below and everybody can understand you know the meaning behind that if if you look at just sagittarius and understanding what that animal side below is and what it represents and what the higher self um you know can bring and i think because there's not you know you've already been endured through so much with scorpio that you have a clear path as to why you're optimistic even if winter is coming and there might be you know some um some challenges ahead what you can rest assured with is that you know what the path looks like and there's no so much there's not so much questioning as there was before and we see that as you just said with the labor as he approaches these these birds you know he he's not necessarily um tripped up on how to get through the labor and what he may uh, need to do or not do, you know, he just is quick at action because he understands, you know, what he needs to do. And so I really like the way you put that. And that's why I said that's a wrap, because I think even just your, your summary in the beginning is it, it sort of encompasses everything that this, that this not only labor um, will encompass, but also the uh, way to handle the situation through this higher self uh, a lot quicker than we've seen, you know, Hercules encounter his other labors previous. And so, you know, I, I guess we'll start with um even when the um when 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 he's told, you know, to take on the labor, it's very quick, you know, on how he is told by his teacher, you know, where he stands on the ninth gate and what he must do and where he where the the birds dwell uh and where they're wreaking havoc. Um you know, he understands what he needs to do right after out of the out of the um out of the gate, but also when he pauses, that's what's key here. He pauses for that moment. And uh, in quotes it says the flame that gleams beyond the mind reveals direction sure. And that's like the last little thing he adds to it. And then he says, you know, the task awaits. And so I think that's interesting that it's just so quick to be like, here you go, this is where you're going. And by the way, just let's take a moment to think for one second. Here's a little bit of uh, guidance, as always, of course, but short and to the point. And I think that uh, uh, that kind of says a lot about what's about to, you know, happen for for Hercules as he encounters these evil birds. Absolutely, man, and and that's so that's such a result and an end from the means that we went through in Scorpio of burning away the illusion burning away the deception, you know, taking and burning away falsality and killing it to create the idea of clarity. And so this is this is very much the result and the fruit that comes from when we can see beyond the mirage and we can see for life truly what it is. And we're able to kind of tap into this eternal light that that Hercules connects to, which is, you know, which is so important because it's going to come down with reflection later and the idea of it's it's not so much this analytical thought, but this deeper reflection that we do on that eternal light that that, that acts as that guide. Um, but yeah, it's it's very apparent right away that um, this is the beginning of something new, and this is exciting. This is just like the period of separation in alchemy. You know, it's that moment that you kind of float up and you see your potential and you see this this excitement about the the new internal fire that burns within. And um, yeah, it's he kind of goes uh, right away, like you said, to kind of run through the gate and to kind of to begin this journey. And you know, I think as we kind of explore it, the idea that birds come up again because we just experienced an eagle in our conversation with Scorpio, and the birds are always going to on the alchemical process represent new transitions. There's there's esoteric significance to birds always because birds are magical. Like even to our eyes today, how they operate, how they fly, how they you know just how they coordinate as a, as a unified consciousness sometimes with their movement. Don't get me started on like crows and ravens. You could right. talk about crows and ravens forever. They're like one of the most fascinating birds in the world. Um, but what we find here is these birds are not the the swan that we're looking for in this step. They 
they're birds made of iron. Um, and so what this is really going to kind of represent is, is the idea that our thoughts are still materialized. Our process is still in this kind of Gemini mode where we're just analytic and, analytically and sorting things out, but in kind of a five sense capacity of this reality. Um, and it's, it's what it's kind of calling for here is to separate what we know from the material world and really kind mm. of make some detachments to this understanding of, you know, what's beyond the veil and what's beyond the five sense reality. And so it really kind of shows like the idea that although we can communicate and we have this process of thought, you know, what are we thinking? What are we using with our words? You know, Alice Bailey in her breakdown speaks about gossip and like how the idea of like, it's sharing information, but what is it really doing? It's, it's just lead. It's actually like collapsing everybody closer to form. And so, you know, these, these birds are made out of iron, which is a very aggressive tool that's made from fire. And we're dealing with a fire sign. So it's kind of talking about the misuse of that thought energy to make weapons. Um, this is the idea of having the right comeback for somebody. Or in your shower, thinking about the, what, what the right comeback would have been to something that was insulted to you five years ago. Like, this is this iron that just keeps you to like, why are you, why are you, you know, chaining yourself to this reality? Because we're really not chained here other than our, the chains we make ourselves. And that's what we kind of learn with Sagittarius. And so these birds are iron to represent these, these beautiful experience of thought that should be very delicate and pure from like a swan or a higher bird is coming in with these like aggressive fire, you know, damaging um, energies as these birds, but even, even their feathers yeah. are dangerous, right? So right. even when you attack these birds, the outcome of them, their feathers, they're even violent in themselves. And what are we dealing with in this sign other than the archer? The archer needs light feathers to be able to actually shoot himself in the right direction. So it's telling you that like your limited thought process and how you try to solve your limited problems, even when you think you solve them, you're just creating more lead feathers. You're creating more iron feathers. You can't even use the fruits of your knowledge because they're they're not growing anywhere. They're not connected to anything greater. They're they're like limited by the box of like what you've been indoctrinated or or, or believed over time. But it's it's not this liberating bigger idea what Jupiter what um, Sagittarius represents here, which is like objective truth, unconditional right. love. These big these big principles, right? The overarching themes of reality. It's really like asking you at this time that that's what you need to start pursuing with your thoughts. It's not this, it's not this office water cooler talk, you know, surface kind of, there's, there's significance to your other's words. There's significance to your actions. This, this kind of introduces the idea of virtue. Um, the idea that, you know, of course, there's no such thing as bad or good, but there's things that are positive for the outcome and the unfoldment of yourself. And there's things that are going to negate the unfoldment of yourself. Um, and that's something that we kind of have to like independently discover. But Sagittarius gives us that hierarchy. It shows us that, you know, being virtuous, having character has positive effects on you becoming that authentic, you know, star that you are. And so it, it really is kind of pushing for us to take those optimistic thoughts, not always so heavy. We don't always have to be so critical. We, we cut ourselves so much by thinking about our problems and just running them through our heads. Rather than feeling through the emotions of a painful thing, we just think about the emotions of a painful thing and we hold on to them forever and they just cut us deeper and deeper rather than actually like releasing it, experiencing it, letting it go so you can become light again and get that higher perspective. And so there's these feathers are like dense and they're damaging and it's it they're like just in the feather alone you could kind of get an essence of this entire beast that we're tackling here and it's not just it's just not a couple of you know bad mimo jambo birds that are hanging out this is this is like flocks and flocks of them absolutely man 
No, I, I, I really appreciate the way you just described the, the weight of these feathers, the weights of these birds. And I think it's very interesting because you have these two planetary energies happening at once, right? You have your higher self, you have this joyous side of yourself through Jupiter, and then you have this earthly sign and the earthly sign being so dense, but the birds don't stay on earth. They don't, they're not on earth, right? They're up in the sky. So that, that density is not so easy to um, you know, push through. You can't just stand up tall and say, okay, now I see where this density is below me and I'm above it. You have to work through and find a way around that to actually raise that vibration to another level and go a little higher. And I think it's interesting that these birds are that high up in the sky. It's not like he's, again, standing on the ground with them. So it's not, it doesn't come with that much of ease, but it does come with a very uh, self-evident uh, density that you see here. And I like that you talk about this, this idea of being in the shower and having this argument with yourself and what you could have said to that person or that individual who insulted you years back. There's nothing good that comes of that. And even if you have the satisfaction of the lower self telling you, yeah, that would have been the best, the best combat. I mean, uh, the rest of your day or the rest of your week or the rest of the time you spend um, searching for that satisfaction will never really come because realistically that already came and went. And so you're just sort of holding yourself down and keeping yourself onto that lower side that um, doesn't allow you to raise above or rise above rather, um, you know, the the perspective that you need to get to. Um, and I think a lot of people find themselves in that uh, very easily because, you know, I, we, and through all transmutation, you will have the process of wounds that haven't healed that will, you know, feel like they're still open and they need to be closed. But the closure doesn't come from finding a way to get back to the individual who hurt you. It comes from within. It comes from a place of concentration on the healing rather than the vengeance of who actually wounded you. And so I think he already knows that, you know, he knows that even if he uses his physical self by, you know, trying to, to hunt down the birds from the bottom up, he realizes like, no, I need to find a way around this somehow to get to them without having to use a physical part of myself, because every time he does hit the birds with an arrow, you know, like you said, these feathers come down like daggers. So you're kind of stumped there for a minute trying to figure out what is the best way to do this. And so um, I love it, man. I love everything that you're you're putting down. Yeah, no. And, you know, kind of talking about that, what you just brought up, I really like that you brought up this idea of the below and above aspect that we kind of see here in this labor of how he kind of had to rise up above his normal ways and means of kind of solving these problems. And it it illustrates the connection between Sagittarius and Virgo for the fact that we have the number nine and the number six. And there's a very deep, you know, connection to the form that's created when we scribe a number, right? And so we we have this a couple times in numbers. We have this with two and five, that they're kind of the opposite of each other. And then we have this also with six and nine in a way that one is just the inversion of the other. And what we had in the number six is, if you think about how you you know write a number six, it's that downward line and then you make the the, the circle, which is the womb. This is Virgo. This is where the birth of the Christ consciousness happened. This is where we actually planted the seed of Christ consciousness. And then as we go and we create that inversion from the six, which represents a feminine number, because six right. is an even number. So then we have nine, which is going to be the masculine aspect of it, because it's an odd number. We have the seed is now at the top, making its way down to a straight line, showing that the seed has ways from the womb of nurturing that happened in cancer, and now it's starting to blossom and lighten up into the consciousness of the individual, of the man or the woman or whatever, you know, that just the sovereign individual. But the seed has now raised up the kundalini. It's It's gone up that process. And so, like we're kind of saying, of he had to rise above the problem. Well, his consciousness was actually rising above the problem at that number mm. nine. And that's why nine is considered this number of perfection, because not only is it the end of a cycle when 10 kind of restarts everything, but it it, it represents that completion that we went through in the first eight. Um, you know, really interesting when we think about how numbers are created, there's, there's a connection there with the energy and the vibration that comes just by you making that number. Um, you know, 
it's not just by words that create the world. Every movement is a word of, 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 of is a way of speaking consciousness. And so that really is kind of kind of tied there into it. And so um, the number nine really much kind of teaches us to kind of connect even with like that inner hermit, which is in the nine card of the tarot, where he's actually holding the light of truth in front of him to guide mm-hmm. his way. And, you know, that's the light we're connecting to here is objective truth. And, you know, as he's going through this experience of, like you said, getting to the higher perspective, he really activates a unique component that hasn't been completely available yet. And that's the the reflection on the inner light, because the inner light has been blocked because of the first, you know, because of Scorpio. We had to, we had to destroy the illusion. Well, now that that inner light has been illuminated and we can see our purpose, we can see our destiny— the process that he does to overcome these birds is is reflection. And that reflection is reflecting on that eternal light that's within us. Um, and it burns within us. And this is the same thing that keeps us warm in the winter. This is the same thing that keeps you to your core when something traumatic happens in your life and you don't fall apart. It's the principles that hold you to the idea that this is all about something bigger and greater. Um, you know, Sagittarius represents even the study of philosophy. It represents this true, the true connection to religion, not so much the religion that has formed, but like the true understanding of this of the study between the universal life force and, and consciousness. Um, you know, Sagittarius represents even higher education, like what we choose to learn about after we're forced to go to school. What we're curious about learning about is kind of what higher education represents. And so Sagittarius represents in this ninth labor, really represents like the warmth that keeps us through the experiences of life and keep us to to kind of stay on the path and not just to kind of crumble. And so it's it's really interesting that this is the light that we're starting to reflect on for this journey. And this is ultimately what kind of gives us the insight of um of kind of solving the problem of these these iron-faced birds. Oh, that's great. Um, the, the way you, you talk about the path, and I liked your um, example with religion, and, and you're absolutely right. If you ever encounter an individual who kind of sees between the lines in regards to Sagittarius energy, they understand, much like Hercules understands here, what the true path is, rather than having to use the ego to describe what it takes to get on the path. So rather than having the ego, you know, sort of win you over by saying, this is my knowledge, they already intuitively know the knowledge, they understand the knowledge, and they actually don't need to be even convinced of the knowledge. They already feel it, and they already embody that knowledge. And I think that here you have just a glimmer of what it means to be in between the two, because, you know, just like you said, in the six and the nine, I really liked um, how you brought that that understanding. Um, you know, he just has that glimmer of going into the, that side of himself with the ego, trying to shoot down the birds, you know, trying to use the force and the in the physical energy to bring them down. But he has to reflect and reflecting will then give you the answer that is needed to actually dominate the situation or the problem that is keeping you bogged down. You know what I mean? And so I think mm-hmm. that reflection is also, you know, a very powerful thing coming out of Scorpio, having to you know, already been through such harsh lessons, you actually have the ability now to reflect uh, a lot easier. I think it's very difficult, in my opinion, or my uh, uh, understanding of all this to reflect, um, you know, when things are so chaotic and you're so involved with, with different lower sides of yourself, once you've been through the pain and the understanding of what it takes to reflect, the reflection comes so much quicker. And I think, again, this is what happens on this labor. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, uh, let's let's keep let's keep going, man. Exciting. Yeah, yeah, no, and you know, it's one of the things too as we as we go through this ninth labor and we get more into the objective. You know, we were kind of speaking about that. It really starts off as a subjective experience in the first house, and it's the me in here. And as we're moving, we're meeting more of the me out there. Um, and we're almost getting connected to the us out there. It's almost like this blending that's about to um, kind of make its way really apparent in the next labor of Capricorn. But we, what the birds are going to represent and the flocks of birds 
are also going to speak about the alchemical process as we go through individualization. And there's the incorporation of the personal shadow, what very much happens in a big majority of the sixth house. Now, we're still going to see projections of that in the later houses, but the core of it is is, is probably within those six houses. The um, As we go through that process of the individualization and incorporation of our shadow, we we open up the the alchemical step of actually incorporating the collective shadow. And so what these ninth house, what these birds speak about is new thoughts and experiences that come in as we go through the process of self-unfoldment, as the universe is trying to teach us deeper archetypal lessons that are presented in ways that we don't might not have personal attachment to. These are archetypal lessons. This is when you have those dreams and that there's a lot of symbolism, but it might not even be a personal connection. It might be like a collective story that's being told to you. Um, and when we deal with this, sometimes it could be very positive and beautiful, but it also can almost be represented as like that anima animus energy. And so it's it's not really guided by like a logical linear five sense experience where you might mm. be able to trace something down to a traumatic event at childhood. Well, this might be a collective unfoldment and lesson that is in your bloodline that because you opened up your consciousness to a higher awareness, it also opened you up to a higher sensitivity to your history. And so this might be something that like you have to work through that you might have not personally been the reason or it's part of you but it's actually to kind of free up energy maybe in the bloodline, maybe to help evolve collective consciousness in a more faster rate because you're of a tool of higher capacity to open yourselves up to that that ability to be able to do that. But either way, we start to get connected to archetypal energies. And this is why study is so important early on in the alchemical process of the first six houses because we have to learn how to dance with these archetypal energies of the cosmic father father and of the cosmic mother. And again, this Sagittarius is going to be needed because we don't even know these lessons that are coming for us. These are like fermentation. Right. This is this is beyond even our our collect like our personal consciousness. And so again, Sagittarius is is here to to kind of warm us up before this this ultimate journey of not even like your personal shadow, but the collective shadow. Um and again it's the further incorporation into that unity of, of all consciousness. Again, still maintaining our subjective awareness, but the the understanding of, you know, the part we play in in the great unfoldment of, of life. That's a, a great way to seg- segue into the idea of what the words were told him that he recalls uh, given to him by the council. I think that's an awesome way to, to express, you know, what he needs to remember um, you know, with the flame that gleams beyond the mind reveals direction, sure. And, you know, he reflects on that for some time, you know, and, until he has an idea in, in the labor and how to conquer over this this uh, way of objectively looking at the situation. Um, so I, I think that's um, something that really kind of, I wouldn't say it surprised me, but I didn't think that that's, that's something that was going to come to him so quickly um, as far as, you know, based on the rest of the labors that we've seen, you know what I mean? Um, you know, one of the things you talked about before is this jovial uh, energy in Jupiter that allows you to sort of drink and be merry while you stoke the fire. Um, you know, it's not the flames that are so high, but they're just, you know, uh, there to kind of keep everything um you know, for, for what's to come in, in the cold of winter. And so, you know, there's there's sort of a, a couple of questions that I have in regards to that because, you know, he he understands what he needs to do and he pauses, of course, um, to reflect. But when he finds out what he needs to do, in this case, he has these two symbols that, um, you know, give this sound, the sound that's, that's so piercing, um, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to, you talked about the anima and the animus. So with regards to the higher self and the lower self, you know, this time for reflection during Sagittarius is, is sort of imperative, isn't it? Because I thought it was just more to a call to action. But I think that, you know, a lot of people, or not people, but many individuals may think, you know, these 
these um these symbols these signs that we get throughout the astrological uh wheel you know kind of lead us into understanding more about ourselves but it's really more about the energies that are out there and how to manage the energies that are actually influencing us people down here on earth and i think that with him it's sort of interesting how quickly it comes to him but how long should that reflection be reflection on um well you know reflection is going to it's going to be one of those processes that you you know, time is never going to be kind of linear in the construct of like how long it's going to be, but it's reflection is kind of like the effect. You know, we still have to have that purification to allow the reflection to happen. Okay. When we're connected with that reflection, it's instantaneous. Okay. It's the it's the murk that we put in between, you know, and it's the stuff we stack on. Um and you know, it's 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 what we're what we're choosing to try to keep warm, that's not going to actually keep us warm. There you, you know, go. That's okay. what it's really kind of doing. You know, like, you know, a Gucci, like when you're, when you're really cold, uh, a Gucci purse is going to burn probably just as long as like a $15 purse when you're just trying to stay warm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's one right. of those things and no offense to anybody with like that likes handbags or stuff, but when it comes to this kind of reality <laughs> of Sagittarius, it's just saying like, you know, it's when it really kind of comes down to it. Like if you have to eat your shoes, Doc Martens are probably going to taste pretty close to like a Payless shoe um, or something like that, you know, but either way, it's, um, it's one of those things that we kind of look at, but that's what Sagittarius is, is looking at here of, you know, we had to go through the process of destroying the illusion to see the reflection, but once the reflection is seen and we're connected to it. We've all experienced this. We've all right. experienced this this fully embracing and encompassing of this life force energy um, and the direction that it gives and the excitement that it gives. Um, I've had this in my life prior to even being spiritual. You know, when I first, I remember the first time when I was in college that I fully watched like the Zeitgeist series. And even though I don't agree with everything from Zeitgeist whatsoever, I it was an illuminating moment of mine. Like it was this right. awakening the next day where everything was in a different clarity than it was in the day prior. And now I've evolved from that, obviously, but those experiences of new clarity and a new brightness and almost like this expansion of like seeing above a situation, well, that's something that we experience every time we go through this shedding of the lead. And every time we let go of more lead, we rise up with the flames and we get closer to that divinity, which is that, you know, that white horse that that archer rides in on that we're trying right. to cruise away with. And so, um, yeah, you know, it's, um, the Sagittarius is is going to be this, this the Sagittarius is this. It's like it's that force. It's like again we talk about it's like what keeps us afloat. It's what Sagittarius represents like why we have roots in deeper things like philosophy and esoteric knowledge because the roots allow for us to survive the windstorms. So we can bend, but we don't break when others break because we know that our life is a part of something greater. Um, we're not just, you know, here to die. We're we're a part of something. We're a part of something very beautiful. And it's it's you know blossoming out of each of us at this moment. Um that's that's what Sagittarius represents. It's the finer dust. Sagittarius is like the golden glitter that like sprinkles on you on the birth of a baby or when you're at your friend's weddings that both of them love each other and you're just so excited for this to be. It's that's Sagittarius. It's like that golden glitter. It wants you, your destiny is, is, you know, it yearns, it desires for you to fulfill it. It loves you. It sees you in the greatest point. It's what we do in Sagittarius is it's like, look at yourself like your higher self looks at you. You know, right. in Sagittarius, we really start protecting that higher self, right? You know, it's like, you know, look at you like the angels look at you. Like, this is this is who you really are, and that's what you reflect on. You just reflect on the greatest image of yourself possible, which is this, you know, this unconditional, loving, objective truth, aligning, um, sovereign individual. You know, these are the things that we reflect on. We reflect on who the, you know— we reflect on who our dogs think we are. You know, we reflect on those kind of energies. Like they're like, man, you're a right. hero. And you're like, no, I'm not a hero, man. I'm just like putting food in your bowl, but 
you're right. I am a hero and I need to go on my journey. You know, your dog's like, yeah, you got this. Dogs are totally Jupiter <laughs> energy. Cats, yes. Scorpio energy. Cats are like, man, you need to die and be reborn like 11 times. You don't even have cat lives to get perfect, buddy. And a dog's just like, you are the best. You're the best. You got this. Yep. That's, that's Sagittarius. It's, it's pumping us up because it knows that the ultimate journey awaits. Um, but again, we can stay warm with this eternal flame that has always been burning in us. It's just we're moving stuff that's blocking the flame, but it always stays lit in us. And it's just us going back to rediscover it. And, and it's the joy and the grace that comes with the discovery and the fanning of that flame um, is what we're going to kind of nurture through this, through this process of these, these next couple steps that are going to follow. Agreed, man. Uh, I, I, you know, something you just said that kind of brought me back to my initial question on reflection that I really appreciate is, you know, understanding how to, f how to fan those flames, you know what I mean? Uh, having that real understanding of what that means rather than just being so concentrated on making the flames so high and so tall and wasting that kind of energy, you know, you'll have to come back around again to understand what it was really meant for you to to do to keep that warmth. Or even your analogy to all your uh, <laughs> to all your examples of fashion and what it takes to to survive. I think that you know Sagittarius, you know, has this influence from Earth, and and you know you can you can feel that energy, but you know, rising above that and having that quicker way of accessing what this reflection period actually means would allow you to move swiftly through, um, you know, the next stage of your life, you know, especially when you, when you talk about the examples of, of alchemy, um, you know, I think that it's seen in a lot of individuals right now, you know, I think that rather than pondering and trying to think about what you should have done or could have done, you know, if you just sort of not, not necessarily sit around and ask, the universe or the individuals that influence your life, should you have done this or should you have walked this path, you already know because it, it, it comes with ease. It comes with this sort of um, clarity. And I think, again, in the labor, that clarity comes comes to him when he just pauses. It doesn't say that he you know, stands down for days on end or even weeks on end to try to conjure up a plan to move forward. He just needs to pause. And I think that's much what we need to do as well, you know, especially during this period in time. You know, it's exciting, but it also just takes just a step just to sort of see that you've done the work thus far in order to now make the move um, onto the next um, octave, as we've talked about before many, many, many times, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with that being said, let's let's go ahead and, and discuss that pause. You know, that pause that he has to, in order to, you know, go back and understand, you know, what the council has 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 said to him. He has those symbols, and he has to, um, you know, find a way to bring the birds down to that level that he's at right now, rather than, you know, um, shooting him down from below. He needs to bring them from somewhere up and above. And the fact that he uses sound or sound that's so um, diminishing or so powerful to bring the birds to some sort of level of confusion is is kind of, you know, explained here in such a way that we're talking about with, with Sagittarius. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, you know, I love that you brought up the idea of pausing um, and taking a step um, you know, and really the the idea of just being, right, and allowing that process of consciousness to flow through us rather than, you know, overthinking things and not, you know, connecting to that eternal flame that burns within us. And right. so it's it's really interesting that we do have this piercing sound that that is the the solution that he kind of gets created. And again, it's, it's the playing together of these, of these two symbols. And, you know, just the idea that we're, we're starting to even utilize tools in this is actually really important. Um, we're starting to use capacities that are beyond what we can see and feel with our hands. You know, sound is not something that's like visible. Um, so it really kind of represents with this stage Kind of connected to not only the tools that we have of this body, but the you know the extrasensory perception that we have as well. Um, the 
what's be it's almost like the understanding and the welcoming of the esoteric of the occult you know what's beyond right. the five sense reality um and the application of that and just you know the idea that everything is a vibration and we're starting to understand the the effects of our actions are a vibration into the the water of existence you know we create waves with our actions it's not just our words you know they they speak about the, and we'll speak about the idea of even silence and the power of the spoken word in this sign. But but when we say words, we're saying words, but you know, also like we were saying, your actions are words in this experience, you know, because they're energy and it's a vibration, and there's receivers for these, even if it doesn't make like the physical noise that we we think of or the words that we kind of think of. But everything is. Is, is creating energy. And that's what this Aquarius, but that's what this is really kind of welcoming us to is this, this movement away from just what we perceive as our powers, but to kind of connect us to this understanding of kind of what goes beyond, if that makes sense. It does. I mean, it is, a, uh, uh, as it said, you know, a mutable fire sign. And I think that, you know, you have this this idea of of coming out of that darkness and that transformation period during Scorpio, um, you know. But now we have this this ability to actually, you know, use this physical, um, but but unseen force that can actually, you know, bring down that lead. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you know, in thinking about it again, this ninth house it represents. The connection to religion. Um, so that's going to be like the idea of a holy place. That's just a sacred place. We don't even have to use re- religion. We can almost use, you can use spirituality in this sense, but it's more of like that organization of that energy. And so we can think of spiritual organizations, um, but high vibration. Think about the library, vibration. the vibration of of a library when you're in it. You know, it's a different kind of, there's a like reason why studying in the library and universities was much different. Like at ASU, I could go study in the library and feel this like education feeling, but say I studied at the MU, like I would be drooling on myself. You know what I mean? Like it would be a different kind of vibration. I totally know what like, you mean. You know, it's just like Chick-fil-A, all these blacking lights, you know, just like everything happening, right? Um, just like it's, it would be overstimulated. It's a different kind of energy. Um, and so it really kind of talks about this idea of like vibration and you know, vibration has such a a huge connection with spirituality, um, sound, you know, the feeling of a room, the feeling of a space making something sacred, um, you know, just even the process of like how dolphins communicate and things like this. It's really getting us connected to, to something that's just beyond what we, we traditionally perceive, but just right. as an operation as everything else. Yeah, I mean it, it's an it's a again uh, one thing that I really take away from this, and we'll and we'll break down a lot more about Sagittarius, of course, in in the next uh, few episodes. But this powerful intuition, you know, talking about um, this this um, idea that you have, um, you know, uh, that connection to your soul, having that strong desire for truth and seeking truth, but not necessarily getting wrapped up into the idea of the knowledge that comes with. Um, you know, the, the lessons or the, the, if, you know, the, not the doctrines, but the, um, the knowledge that comes with the understanding of religion, you know, isn't really what you should be hung up on. You know, it's more of the essence of what it actually is trying to interpret. And you should be able to, you know, take that benefit, take that energy, take that vibration and only use that for the, the idea of, of, making progress along your journey rather than just being hung up on the knowledge or the wisdom that you've acquired in order to tell people like, look what I know and look what you don't know. I think that's an interesting thing that, that will definitely break down more with Sagittarius and what this means. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no. And that, that's going to be a great one to look at. You're right. Because Sagittarius could be one of those over attachment to getting like initiated and going through all these like programs and having all these certificates, but still not being any further on the spiritual right. path when it's just like, you know, and that's something we all have to look at, you know, and we do that. Like when we first get into the esoteric and the occult, we go a little crazy on buying books and stuff. And then we're like, okay, you know, I need to bring it back. But it's that Sagittarius excitement explosion kind of energy. But yeah, you know, focusing this, the arrows that are going to come, 
um, that we need to get from those feathers of our contemplations. Uh, they need to be pure and they need to be light because the arrow is going to help us really choose the direction that this sign is asking for us to become and being that archer that can not only shoot straight and in one direction. So we actually have like a purpose and a direction, um, but more to the idea that we could actually shoot to the stars and what we, what we actually aim that arrow for is our own free will. And it's really depends on how much we can meet the resistance to give it the force to be able to meet its mark. Um, So the idea that, you know, Sagittarius really inspires us to, to continue this ultimate journey that we're going on because we are, you know, as we go through Sagittarius, the days get shorter. Um, every day they get shorter as we make our way to the winter solstice. And so um, it's all about kind of, you know, keeping warmth as a community, um, you know, the connection. It's Sagittarius almost represents, instead of that Aries fire of going Rambo into a building instead of the Leo fire of the general leaving, like leading his troops down the hill for a battle. Sagittarius is like taking that fire and turning and putting it into the ground and making a campfire. So everybody can stay warm through the night and cook their food. Um, Sagittarius is like this communal kind of thing. And we are expanding outside of the self to connect with the self out there. And it's this blending mode that kind of happens. And so this, this fire of Sagittarius, it asks us to live as a code. Like it wants us to live as a code, create character. Um, But it's, you know, it's it's also the idea of living in a code so you could live in accordance with others in a peaceful way, because we actually do need community. Jupiter has a lot of moons. It needs buddies. We need friends. We need to be a part of something. We need cult, like, you know, we need strong culture. We need um, all of these connections of, like, um, our connections to the past. All these things are very, very important. Uh, and they can only be kind of started with community that starts with this night sign. And the, it's just like the excitement of seeing people that you like. You know, Sagittarian people are fun. They're good energy. You know, the waitress or the waiter is walking over with five drinks in their hand and three of them spill. Everybody else is like, you spilled three drinks. And the Sagittarius is like, dog, how did you keep those two drinks up? That was amazing. Like they they can find the positive in moments. They have this really, you know, unique kind of energy. Um, and so Sagittarius, it... It calls for us too, because when we think about this ninth labor, there's that idea of pausing for reflection. And where this really kind of comes in, a lot of the lead we create in our lives is by speaking things that maybe weren't our business or things that we spoke too fast and we didn't think about and reflect on. Um, And Sagittarius kind of tells us to take that space to be able to think and to be able to reflect on those things, because that is a very damaging thing of community when we speak too fastly. And we don't think about the individual that's receiving the message. If this individual has a bunch of Aries energy in them, talk to them direct. You can talk to them direct, and they're going to like you talking to it direct. If they've got, you know, Sagittarius, like different kind of energy, you're going to package it in a different kind of way because everybody right. kind of responds to things in a different way. And so Sagittarius gives us time to kind of reflect on even about what we're about to speak. Um, is it going to cause good for the person in front of me? Um, is it going to cause pain? You know, like really contemplating not only our thoughts, but our actions. And we really start to become that spiritual alchemist. You know, what is the effect of this experience on my soul? You know, what is, what, what am I gaining from this internally, eternally for this? Um, it's when we kind of start to kind of, um, kind of approach those kind of questions and, you know, really kind of, again, kind of live accordance to, to this actual idea of the path that we've created through these first eight signs. And also understanding that our path is unique to us um, and we can't force people to come on our path. And our path isn't the way for the other people as well. Everybody has their own path that they have to kind of find their way to. And so we can share what's helped with us, but we can't say this is exactly the way that you have to go. Um, and that's, that's again, why we value um, the study of alchemy, because alchemy is all about the authentic expression. You can find it in Christianity. You can find it in Islam. Like you can find it in all the religions. You can find it in metals. You can find it in anything. Um, but it, it just like gives you the tool, like the steps of what we're kind of looking for. But 
the path is always independent. Your key is different than my key. My lock is different than your lock. You know what I mean? Now, we can work together and give each other support to forge our keys and give each other enthusiasm and let them know when we're like proud of each other for the things that they've accomplished to give this Sagittarius energy and keep the person on their journey to carve their key and find their lock. But we can never help them carve their key or find that lock. We can just like give them, you know, um, enthusiasm and optimism that they're going to be successful on that process. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, I know, again, I keep saying this, we'll break down Sagittarius a little more in the next episode, but one thing about it and this energy that is so direct, you know, and, and the idea that taking that pause before you're speaking, when you do feel that energy comes through you to be direct, you know, be direct, but be direct in the most optimistic way to the individual who may not have known a strength or maybe even a weakness of them that has gotten in their own way. And I think that that's something that we take away a lot from this, from this labor is, is having the understanding of what that vibration can do, you know what I mean, uh, in order to, to bring down outside of, of, of the lower self, um, in order to make the path for, for the higher self to come through, you know what I mean? And you see that obviously in the symbol of Sagittarius. And so fascinating, man. Yeah. I, I like everything you yeah. said, dude. I, yeah, yeah, no, man. And you know, one other thing I, now that I remembered why I even brought up the idea of the, um, the pausing with like words and everything. Um, Another reason why we bring that up is the, a, a little life lesson that you learn in Sagittarius. And we've spoken about this before on the podcast, but in Sagittarius, you actually realize that you afford other people more time than you allow yourself when responding to something. You ask somebody mm. a question and you allow them a couple seconds to respond, but there's an internal clock within you that just goes racing when somebody asks you a question or you feel like you need to respond to something that you go a little too fast. In Sagittarius, you learn that actually, no, I have time to reflect on this. I don't have to respond back. It doesn't need, I can't give you four seconds and allow four seconds before stuff gets awkward of like, did you not hear the question? But I only give myself like a second and a half to respond. So in Sagittarius, we kind of learn this life lesson as well as like, hey, you afford space for others affords space for yourself as well. A lot of times in Sagittarius, we we see things that we do for others and we come back and look at ourselves and be like, well, why don't I do that for myself? Like, oh, you know, my, my um, let's just say like my grandmother needed elderberries or something, right? And I needed elderberry syrup. I would run that over to my grandma's house within like an hour, you know, within as fast as I could. Say I needed elderberry syrup, it's going to be like, well, I'll go to the store tomorrow kind of thing. And it's just like, well, why do you do that? Why do you, why are you so generous for others, but you don't like afford yourself the same kind of thing? And it really like pulls that in to like really kind of complete us because a lot of the things that we notice about ourselves is our interactions with others. And it's this really right. unique expression that kind of enlightens up that we really start to see ourselves in other reflections in this more expansive kind of way. And so, yeah, just always a good reminder that like, you don't have to respond as fast as sometimes you think you do. And that's, that's a wisdom that comes um, with the Sagittarius. And again, the idea of going into a problem in an optimistic way, we see this with, you know, the great characters and stories like, you know, always resorting back to Gandalf. Well, Gandalf was a perfect expression of this Sagittarius energy as always, you know, approaching the problem as a spiritual alchemist and looking from it from above the chessboard. And that's what we're really doing because this, this expansion and this like hot air that kind of gets raised up in this, in this um, area with Jupiter energy is like a hot air balloon. So we do, we rise above the chessboard and we really see the game right. for what it is, you know, and that's, what's really allows for us to, you know, be, be a creator rather than a rule follower. And that's uh that's what we're all kind of working our way to do. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, we, we must control the ability of, of what the thoughts are doing in order to then speak the words. And I think that personally, someone like myself, who is always speaking and always has this abundance of speaking, I feel it more than ever through Sagittarius on when I must control my thoughts 
in order to control my words. You know what I mean? Because mm. people often, if you're not ready for it, are, are ready to listen. Their, their open ears are ready to listen, but the vibration you're putting out should also be respected from within. You know, you should find a way to actually take your time and use that pause that we talked about so much here through, through this labor. So uh, yeah. I love it, man. Yeah, no, man, it's it's exciting. You know, we it was a short labor, but it was it still illuminates us to what we're about to go through, and it's it's one of those things that it's it just wants you to keep your light on. You know, you got your game on now, you turn your flame on, and that's what we're we're kind of looking to be in this situation. But it's always darkest before the dawn, and this this labor should really be a um a bigger archetypal lesson for like the times that we find ourselves in and just like this the spaces of what we kind of perceive as you know some very serious darkness um this is always the process and the sagittarian knows this they know that the sun is going to rise um even as it dark as it gets and so that awareness of that process and the dance of darkness through light and the all-encompassing power and the expansiveness that the light brings when it does arrive is is something that we kind of want to hold true and establish as a principle so we can have stronger roots with whatever kind of comes in the in the collapsing of the future waves in this like shared environment but either way we can hold on to something deep and true that that doesn't turn into sand um, and it stays internally with us and that's this this truth that that Hercules has discovered within himself. Oh, that's awesome, man. Way to wrap that up with the labor. I agree a hundred percent. And I really want to talk more about Sagittarius, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because again, I have my notes here in front of me. I'm like, Nope, going to have to talk about this in the next episode. But I think it's important that, you know, we bring these aspects of Sagittarius, uh, in and out of the labor that we just described and that we just listened to in the beginning of the episode. And, uh, you know, it's very self-evident of everything that we've already spoken about when you listen to the labor or read the labor for that matter. Um, or even just have a, a even a mild understanding of, of this energy of Sagittarius. And so I can't wait to get a little deeper into that with you on the next episode. Um, and, uh, before I even make any sort of announcements, is there anything else you want to add to that? You know, I'm just giving you the pause. Yeah. And I gave myself adequate time to answer. Um, and I'm <laughs> very proud of myself there. Um, and actually, no, man, I think this is, we have so much more to talk about. And this is just such a fun sign. I, you know, Sagittarius is such a dear, we've all, we've all manifested this energy when we needed it once. And it's just this really fun, pure, when we really can isolate it and let it express like it wants to express. And so, no, very excited just to continue this conversation, um, as well as excited to continue the rest of the Zodiac. Shit's about to get deep. I know, man. It's about to get real deep. And I can't believe we're coming to to an end of, of this discussion. You know, it feels like it was just starting, you know, when we began the journey through the labors and through just the wheel of the Zodiac. And of course, there's so much more to unfold. You know, we have so much more to talk about through the major arcana and the minor arcana through, um, you know, the Tarot. And there's just a lot that I can't wait to to unfold with you um, in the next season that will be coming up uh, months from now. So, um, you know, we really want to thank all our listeners. Uh, I've been doing my best to repost your excitement for your top list of podcasts uh for those who don't know uh those who are on spotify spotify always does this wrap up of the year and what people have listened to and many of you were very proud to uh show us that we were on your list of podcasts and we are very thankful for that you know i know that we always say this and we'll say it again we're on this journey with you you know we're expanding with you you know and if you feel connected to us, we feel just as much connected to you on the words that Daniel and I just have on these discussions. You know, otherwise, if this podcast didn't exist, Daniel and I would still be doing this, speaking into the void and letting the void respond back to us is actually a huge privilege um, whenever we get to to see that from from you, the listener. And uh, there's so much that's been happening. You know, we, we went through this period of going through so much in the, in the sense of the evolution of the podcast and the website, but we've had so much added to the website. Those who are members know that we're talking about, you know, we have the newsletter, we have 
uh, new things that we're adding to the the site daily, thanks to our other brothers that are helping us out uh, on the podcast. Big shout out to Johnny and Trevor. You know who you are. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just very exciting. You know, we evolve not only um, in the mental, but in the physical. And I think that, you know, the physical is sometimes a very arduous process, at least for me. And I know for you, sometimes um, it can be um, its own process as well. And so uh, it's just exciting to see these breakthroughs, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know what? I, I'm glad that you um, you mentioned the Spotify thing because I, I didn't realize it was this time of the year. So I got to, I'm excited. And so, um, and also that's such a good time for all the listeners. When people post it, you know, check out all the other podcasts that everybody else are listening to. It's one of the things that I say is, is probably the most difficult about this time is it used to be easier to find other esoteric like communities and people that were like speaking, you know, again, like even when I'm looking on like a mainstream video thing for lessons, the stuff it recommends isn't like the subjects that I'm looking up. It's it's not like it used to take me deeper down those rabbit holes. And so that's a unique time as well when you see people post to start looking for other podcast other people that are speaking on this subject because you want to take in as many angles, as many perspectives, you know, and we really want to expand all of these kind of conversations. So it's a good opportunity there. And you know you always got a secret handshake with Eduardo and I. And so you want to explore all these other people, but we you know we love you guys in our conversation, so don't go anywhere. But just be sure to know that there's there's a bunch of great material out there, um, and uh, yeah, and so it's all could be helpful for the journey. Absolutely, man. Well said. Well, um, I have nothing more that I'd like to add. So again, thank you to everyone, and uh, I'm excited for part two of Sagittarius, my friends. So until next time. Until next time. Sweet man. All right, my man. Dude, you are... Uh...